here's your heads up to this, well, sort of longer podcast. It's all about a little thing that's inside you that you have to just let out. Because when you do let it out, the whole world will benefit. You, me, everyone else, little old planet Earth. And it's all been inspired, inside me anyway, by a guy called Dr. Wayne Dyer. Have a listen. I think you'll get the rhythm of this. You'll feel the beat. It'll resonate. And with that, well, you're going to sing too. Have a listen after this. Warning. 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 You are entering into the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. Clough. Too late. Personal Development Unplugged. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to the Personal Development Unplugged podcast. Yeah, it's me, your friend, Paul. Paul Clough. And how important is it to you to to know that you've finished something, to succeed in something, or in fact, more important, that you haven't left things undone? Now, to me, a little while ago, if you'd have asked me this question, I don't know, maybe five days ago, I wouldn't have probably been able to answer answer it to you. And I wouldn't it wouldn't have been that important to me. I hadn't really thought about it. But when you think back to to times when you know the worst ones I think are when you have an idea. We've talked about this before, when you have that intuition and you forget to write it down, you forget to act upon it. And then you think about it at times as you go by in your life and you're oh, I wish I I wish I coulda. Yeah, it's that old statement again. Don't feel good, does it? And then there's stuff you probably look at and you go, hmm, haven't finished that yet. And it's still there. And then a few months go by, maybe a year or two go by, and you look at it and go, ah, it's still there. Not the most motivating feelings, are they? But even that, just thinking of that, didn't get me off my butt. But then I was, well, I woke up one, well, very, very early one morning. I wasn't sleeping very well. And it was about four o'clock in the morning, just before the bloody seagulls that come and make a noise for half an hour. But I was awake and I couldn't get back to sleep. You must have had those nights as well. You're not awake, you're not asleep, but you just know you can't get back to sleep because you're too awake to do that. I do all my little tricks and it still wouldn't happen. So it wouldn't happen for me. So I got up and made a cup of tea and I started reading a book. Well, I was actually not starting reading it. I was in the middle of reading it. And it's a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And it's called You'll See It When You Believe It, which is a lovely twist on the words when people say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. So even that made me tweak, as it were. Not twerk, but tweak. Tweak my, my curiosity, as it were. You'll see it when you believe it. And I got into it. And, and, and I was just in this, this bit about detachment. Detachment and having an attachment to things and the negative feelings that you can get with them. Which is quite strange, because what we're talking about is having attachments to things that you haven't done which is quite, you know, very weird, isn't it? But I don't know, but something in those words, in that particular few pages of that book, at that time in the morning with my cup of tea, got me to think. And I don't know what I was thinking, but it just, it felt that there was something true in the words it had written. And so I let it go for a little while. I had finished my cup of tea, went back to sleep. I did actually get back to sleep. And then just the other day, I'd been playing with the idea of, 
of watching the film that he'd made called The Shift. And it's based a little bit on that book. You'll see it when you believe it. But it's called The Shift. And I think he actually wrote a book called The Shift. So it's probably more based on that, Cluffy, really. Anyway, I've been watching bits of it, like a couple of minutes at a time, a couple of minutes time. And then, well, roughly about the day or two after this little little reading episode, I sat down and said, I'm going to watch this. And as I did, I got really into it. And it's a lovely little film. Uh, I got got my copy, or I watched my copy on YouTube. So it's about an hour and a half, and I was just getting involved with it. Still thinking of detachment. you know, And the detachments that I was thinking about is the thoughts and judgment that I have on people. We do it naturally, don't we? Well, I say that. I'm talking about myself. If I see something happening, I will have a little internal voice. It will be a critic, generally a critic, and working on letting that go because I know other people's opinions of me have nothing to do with me. But then I thought, well, who am I to judge others? My opinion is nothing in their business or nothing to do with them, but it's also nothing really to do with me, is it? And I try catching myself. And if I hear myself making a judgment call on somebody, criticising what they're doing, I have to say, what's that to do with me? Is that really me? Is it really me saying that? Or is there something in that person's actions that's like that teacher's coming along and this little voice is trying to help me and maybe I can learn from this? Which is all very well and good because I don't generally learn from it. But I do try. I do try. This is that thing that we are all on this work in progress, aren't we? But what I thought about it was, if I can learn from this, fine. But more importantly, why do that ruminating if you're not going to learn from it anyway? Why make those comments? Why waste energy and waste time? And they are two of my big bugbears. Certainly putting energy into the wrong things. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but I have this bug in me that says, am I doing things in the time that I've got? Am I making best use of the time I've got? Now, I know when I look back, I don't. But that's something, again, a work in progress. I'm looking to make more better use of my time, more better use of my energy. And then I heard the title of this episode. And it was by listening to or watching that film, watching and reading that book, and a little bit of a Wayne Dyer podcast, that it all seemed to click together. Tink, 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 tink. And then it went, boom, da-da! And the words were, and in some ways talked about music, don't let this music inside you die before you die, or die with it inside you. Either way, it's okay. But you see, there's so many more valuable things that we can do that's inside us, isn't there? That we can devote our energy to, isn't there? Think of that time, the time that you have. If you're going to fulfill it, fulfill your reason for being on this little old planet Earth, doing the missions that just happen to be there, that are guiding you or in your path, the way, the tau, of your way, your tau, towards your ultimate vision, I guess. And these are all lovely little words, but the thing is, you're here for a reason, I believe. And if you're here for a reason, you've been given an amount of time. And at the end of that time, we are going to die. There's no, no doubt about that at all. But did we let that music out? Did we let that thing inside us out before we die? So I have a question to you. What is the music inside you? that you have to let out to show the world before you die. Now, you could say the music is maybe your passion, your vision, 
your own personal vision, your ultimate vision. Maybe the music inside you are songs, which are, in effect, metaphorically, your missions. And if we keep on this metaphor of the music inside you, letting the music inside you out before you die, who's heard your music? Because you can let it out, but are you playing it so everyone can hear it? And the thing about this is, if people are hearing it, do you tell them? Do you tell them about it? Tell them about your music, your passion, your vision, your missions. Well, the thing is, I think you do. And you can tell them verbally. But more importantly, I think, you show people your music. Because when you're showing people your music, you become your music, keeping this metaphor going. You become your music. You are one and the same. Which means, by showing yourself, you're being vulnerable. But being vulnerable is, I guess in some ways, showing people who you really are and showing the courage that it's okay to be yourself. Because the thing is, you know, when you're being your music, singing from your real voice, as we say, you know, I say that, sing from your real voice. Your voice is unique. And your voice, like the metaphor of the music, your message, whether it's the things you say or the things you do to show people, is unique. And when you're showing and being vulnerable, showing your vulnerability and being vulnerable and singing from your real true voice, that unique message, isn't that when you really show up? You show the real you to the world. That can be frightening, can't it? But the thing is, when you do all of that, you start to develop. Developing yourself, but that music changes it gets richer, maybe it gets a little louder, maybe it gets softer, maybe it gets more harmonic, if that's a word for music. It has harmony and harmonies. Because as you develop that music inside you and let it out, you're becoming more aligned. You're becoming congruent, aren't you? And people then know this is a real message, a real song, a real tune. And I think the real difference of this is when you can put this into well, I think it's called selfless service. I'll bang on about this. But doing something without any expectation of return. That, to me, is the ultimate of being who you really are. Selfless service without any expectation of return. But the problem with selfless service and not expecting return, you know what? There's a rule in life. The rule of reciprocation. Which means the more selfless service you give comes and bites you on the bum and repays you for that wonderful selfless service, especially when you really do not expect anything in return. That's when you get those coincidences, that serendipity. Things just get lucky for you because you're being the real you. And I think when we do this, you know, if we actually thought, I don't like thinking about death, not not my greatest topic I have to say but if I knew really knew that death is nothing to worry about nothing to be frightened of it's just moving to another plane maybe whatever your belief is but whatever your belief is whether you think there's nothing at the end of this or there's something at the end of all this life that you've let all your music out isn't that the wouldn't that be the isn't it and wouldn't it wouldn't that be the best thing to do wouldn't that be the most wonderful thing to know that when you took your last breath you could say yeah that's my last note 
I've left it all in that life. I've left nothing inside. There'd be no last breath with, it's like, oh, I wish I'd just done that. Because I could have. I should have. And even thinking of this, let's go back into that metaphor with the music. Think of music and, and just think, how many different styles of music are there? How many different styles of songs are there? So how many different styles of passion, visions, ambitions are there? And music, isn't it always changing? I mean, if you go back through the years, music has changed. Changed in its complexity, changed with the nature of the instruments, changed with the quality of recordings, changed with the quality of the playback material, that type of thing. So isn't it right that we should keep singing that song, keep playing that music as much as we can? And about music, we know music inspires people. It affects their emotions. It can comfort them. It can empower them. Yeah, sometimes it can make us a little sad, but it changes our emotions. I wonder what your music would do. How many different emotions could your music, the music inside you, how many emotions could that evoke in different people? So what's your style? What's your rhythm? What's your beat of that music inside you? What will it inspire people to do? What will it inspire people to feel? Now, as usual, I have a little challenge. Something to muse about, I guess. I wonder if you were to write something down without any comment and you just set your intention to find your music. You set your state of curiosity to find your music. What would happen? What would you write? And I don't know. I'm thinking, because this isn't the longest podcast in the world. I'm thinking of doing a hypnosis track for this. But just for the moment, even without that hypnosis track, if you were to just pause for a moment, and if it's okay and safe to do so, maybe if you just close your eyes and you began to tune in to the rhythm of your music inside you, What is the rhythm of your music? What is the beat? How loud is it? And if that music, that endless, infinite music inside you was to morph into something that you could understand as your own personal music, your own personal passion, your mission, your ultimate vision, your area, of selfless service with no expectation of return. How would you describe your music? How would you want to play it to the people close to you? And how would it be to be that vulnerable? And if being that vulnerable is a little bit, you know, fearful, what emotion would you need to be able to just be enveloped by that music that will allow you to be that vulnerable so you could sing from your own voice and know that you were showing up. Now, I don't know whether you just get a sense, an intuition of what that metaphor of music inside you really is. But if it was to come into your conscious awareness that you could make a note of it, that you could start working towards, I wonder what it would be. And if you just open your eyes and just notice what 
what that's like. What does it feel like? What could you remember about that? What could you do if you were to take a, make a plan? Because you see, even just doing this, you have to be ready. Be ready, because in any moment, without warning, at any time, you might get that burst of intuition. Your intuition of that music, that passion, that mission. So I wonder, because it's good to wonder, what would it feel like to know that you are creating and being the real you, singing from your own voice, showing up? What, what would that feel like? How empowered would that be? Because you see, I just think this is so important. Because it's, to me, it was so important because it's woken me up. Woken me up to, to think even more deeply, but not just think. And we'll do some more talk about this. Not just think, but actually act upon that thought and those thoughts, that intuition. To try to find all the, because I've got, I've got more than one song. I know I have. My music is lots of different songs and it's lots of different types and it's different beats and different rhythms and different styles. And I want to find each one of those. It's like I want to find each track and play it to everyone. And my meta meta thing about all of this, the whole big picture was, we all have this inside us. We all have the music inside us. We all have that passion, that vision. We all have access to those missions. And if we're going to, to, to get this out before we die, then we have to start now. Because as you, when you start now with selfless service, it can go on and on and on. So what's your music? What is your music? How loud can you play it? Can you play it everywhere, all the time? In the most appropriate, wonderful way, of course. To be who you really are. Anyway, there's just a few thoughts. Thoughts brought into my head by good old uncle, Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's not my uncle, but he's a nice man. Unfortunately, he has passed on to wherever we go. But he was when he lived a living life, as it were. I think he was a really nice man. If you get to read his books, I think it's well worth a read. Well worth a read and notice how it inspires you. Because it inspires you like it inspired me. Well, you'll find those golden nuggets. And then you'll find something else or something else or something else. Because your focus of awareness gets like more focused, but also wider, which is quite weird. It's like having focal vision, but also allowing your vision to open wider and wider at the same time. That's a weird concept, but it works. So until the next time, well, that won't be too long, I hope. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope my little ramblings about this music, this metaphor, the inspiration from Dr. Wayne Dyer. I hope it's made a bit of sense. hope it's made you think a little bit to muse. Maybe you just stop and pause and think, well, what the hell was Cluffy talking about? If you got one golden nugget out of this, I would feel absolutely awesome. I also feel you're going to find more than one. And if you do find one, or more than one, there's a cost to finding that golden nugget. What's that cost? You know what it is by now pay it forward. Pay it forward. That's the cost of those golden nuggets of these podcasts. Please pay it forward by sharing this episode and any other episode that you felt was good enough to share, basically, to everybody and anybody, because people don't always show what's happening inside them. They don't necessarily show their music. And sometimes they're going through things that we don't understand, we don't know, but they've got, they've got their issues. And little things like this might suddenly just, boom, create that little crack where the light can shine in. And then things just will happen for good reasons. So until next time, my friends, enjoy every heartbeat 
and sing with passion. (laughs) Show up, be vulnerable in a nice way, a safe way, and let your voice ring out loud. There you go. Until the next time, my friends, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. Hey, don't you just hate selling your own stuff? I know I do. I can sell things. I've got all those techniques and things like that, but that's not about selling my own stuff. But I do need to let you know. We've got a lot of free hypnosis tracks, over 40 hypnosis tracks at paulcloughonline.com forward slash podcast. But on top of that, there are some premium hypnosis tracks together with two, I think, really, really quite good. Well, not quite good, Paul. They are good, effective, things that work. They are two programs. One is Free Your Life of Anxiety. First five days are absolutely bloody free. So what have you got to lose other than your anxiety? Certainly gives you a great insight into what anxiety is all about for you. And then obviously then there's the premium side. But also we have supreme inner confidence. And don't be put off by the word supreme. It's a little bit of clickbait, I guess. It's just about having supreme inner confidence in yourself, where you have that inner strength, that inner confidence, that inner competence. And there are, I think, really good processes that I've developed that take away the the uncertainty, the, the fear of the past that created your, your unconfidence, then allowing you to access all the resources that you need to be totally confident, supremely inner confidence. Have supreme inner confidence. And then takes you into the future so you can actually have your unconscious mind like program the things that could happen in the future. If they did, you would have that supreme inner confidence without thinking. That's what it's all about. Becoming naturally, supremely inner confident. Confident in yourself and your own inner abilities. Okay, so that's it. If you would just go there, have a look. They're both at Paul Clough Online. And if you want to go there directly, go to paulcloughonline.com forward slash anxiety or paulcloughonline.com forward slash confidence. As simple as that. Have a look around. Every product has a money back guarantee. If you don't like it or you don't get the result, no questions asked. Okay? Please have a look. It would be great if you did. Warning, you are now leaving the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. It's time to fly on your own. Be brave, my friend. Personal Development Unplugged.